Well, good evening, everybody. Great to see you. I love that you are up here, but I hate how far away you guys all feel right now, but that's okay. Um, hey, good evening. So good to see you. If we've never got a chance to meet, my name is Samer, and I get to serve here at Woodstock City as our lead pastor and get to hang out a good bit um, with TLR. Um, if it's your first time, we just want to say welcome. Uh, tonight's going to look a little bit different, but we're excited about that. One of the things we like um, to say around here is we want this place to be a home away from home, uh, a place that you can belong, and so uh, we hope that can be true for you. And one of the other things that we do around here is we kind of take a topic, take an idea, and we kind of break it up over a few weeks, and we talk about it, and we call it a series, um, and we are in the middle of one that I'm so, um, not in the middle, we are closing out a series um, that I hope has been so helpful. Uh, this idea was so impactful to me when I was in college, in fact, I wish um, there was somebody saying uh, to me what we've been saying to you. We've been in this series called IDK, where we've been trying to talk about understanding God's will for your life. And you're in a season where you're trying to figure out what in the world you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go, and trying to figure out who you're going to marry and all that stuff. What is God's will for my life? And, and for some of you, you want to know God's will, because if you know God's will, then you know exactly where you're going to go, and you don't want to mess up your one life that you've got. And even if you're in the room and you don't believe in Jesus, or you're not sure what you believe about faith, you know, there's still a part of you that's like, okay, I don't know if it's a God or a what, but if there is a way for me to go, like if there's in the universe, like my destiny, my this, like I want to know the way to go. So we've been asked the question, how do I discover God's will for my life? How do I discover it? How do I find it? I want to walk in it. I want to get it. Right, and so as we've concluded, as we're concluding the series tonight, I'm so excited, y'all. I've been so excited to preach this message to y'all because I, I am hoping and praying and believing it's gonna free so many of you up um, tonight. What I wanna do, I wanna play a little Mythbusters tonight. Um, I'm gonna, I wanna kind of bust a couple of myths, and one of them um, is that as it relates to God's will, the myth of one, the myth of one. And here's what the myth of one is, okay? The myth of one, and, and maybe you've, you've believed all of this or part of this, but here's what the myth of one is. That there is only one person I could possibly marry, that there's only one job I could possibly take, and there's only one place that I could possibly live. And if I don't figure out which one of those, like if I don't get it in the right order, if I don't find the one person I'm supposed to marry or the one job that I'm supposed to take, if I end up in the wrong one job that I wasn't supposed to take or I end up in the wrong place, I'm going to ruin my life, I'm gonna pick wrong and I'm gonna get it wrong and my life is over, right? This is really dramatic. Maybe some of you have gone that far, okay? But there's just this, this, and one of the reasons we agonize over God's will is because whether you've believed it or not, whether you've known it or not, subconsciously, okay, well, there's, what's the one way to go? What's the one thing to do? I want to know. But the myth of one is that there's not just one person. There's not just one job, and there's not just one place, and we're gonna dive into that in just a little bit. But come on, you've probably been there, right? Paralyzed by a decision, you're walking to the cereal aisle, and it's like, man, I don't know what to get, you know? Like, and you're not getting the, you're getting the cereal in bags because it's way cheaper. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The cap, it's not Captain Crunch. It's like, I don't even know what the off-brand Captain Crunch is, but it's like in a bag, and it's like, oh, I don't know where to store this. It's like it's the same size as a fertilizer. Um, but you've been paralyzed by a decision. Like, I don't know what to order. I don't know what to get. I don't know what to do. And it kind of feels like that because the whole world is kind of before you, and it's like, where do I where do I go? What do I do? Major deciding this and that. In fact, here's what's so fascinating. The word decision, the word decision, the Latin root of decision means to cut off. 
which makes sense because when you're deciding something, you're kind of almost seemingly cutting off other options, but it's kind of why making decisions is so scary because literally you're cutting off other options or so we think. It's like, well, I don't, I don't want to cut the blue wire, red wire situation. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to cut the wrong wire. I don't, I don't want to cut off the wrong job interview. I don't want to end the wrong relationship. I don't, I don't want to cut off the wrong um, major. Like, man, I, how, how do I know I'm, you know, I'm not supposed to go down route A and I'm going to you know, cut off route B? And it's like, when I decide, it feels like I'm cutting off options and it's terrifying. What if I cut off the wrong option. For, for a lot of us, you know what we do? We, we kind of treat God's will as this really, really fragile thing. And it's like, and, and this is what we kind of, and I, I, and I, and I get this, right? I mean, it's, it, you fall into this, even me right now, that I can decide my way out of God's will for my life. Like, like and I'm not talking about like deciding to, I don't know, go be a I don't know, go do something bad. Okay, that, yeah, that's not God's will for your life. I don't, I don't know what example to give you there. It, but like, we think I can decide, I can, I can try to pick a major or I'm trying to figure out my life and I can like decide my way out of God's will. Like God's will is just this fragile thing and it's like there's really only one way and it's my job to figure it out. And it drives some of us crazy and it is not what God intended. Um, and so I want, I want to look really quickly. There's this, this verse in um, Colossians, Colossians chapter three, the Apostle Paul. In Colossians, um, one of the themes, it really for the Apostle Paul in general, one of his themes throughout the New Testament, most of the letters that he wrote, he wrote over half of the New Testament. He wrote these letters to different churches and the um, titles of the letters are where he wrote to the churches, really creative. So Colossians was written to a church in Colossae, okay? And so he was to the Colossian people. But one of the things that the Apostle Paul talks about in the New Testament is this idea of the old old self versus the new self, the old self versus the new self. And the old self is the self before Jesus entered into the equation, and the new self is the self after Jesus entered into the equation. And so one of the themes of Colossians, specifically in chapter three, is what right Christian living looks like. Like, hey, there was this old self before Jesus, but now, now there's this new self that because of Jesus, he transforms us and we have a new, new marching orders that when you decide to follow Jesus, like you've got a, a new lens to look at life, a new way to treat people, a new um, way to kind of make decisions. And so what Paul unpacks throughout the book of Colossians and specifically in chapter three is what it looks like to live in the new self. Like what should real, like right Christian living look like? And so in in that context, he writes this, he, he wrote this, Colossians chapter three, verse 17. He says, he kind of talks about all this, right? And then he just kind of sums it up. At the end of the day, whatever you do, whatever you do, I don't, I don't care what we're talking about, Paul's like, I, like whatever, I, I, don't, I can't list it all out. Whatever it is that you do, whether in word or deed, and this, this phrase, word or deed, is meant to encompass anything and everything that you could possibly do, say, or think. Whether in word or deed, in whatever you do, the, the, the net is, he casts it so wide. Do it all, all of it, like every bit of it, no matter what you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. <clears throat> like, no matter what you do, like Paul's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about what you're doing, I'm not what your job is, what you're this, whatever you are doing, whether in word or deed, Here's your goal, to do it in a way that glorifies the name of Jesus. 
Like, no matter where you are, no matter um, what your job is, no matter who you're dating, no matter what your relationship status looks like, like no matter where you are in school, no, no matter what you are doing, here are your marching orders. I want you to do any or all of that in the name of Jesus. I want you to do all of that in a way that glorifies Jesus. And this is, this is one of the things that, that, that we mess up with God's will. We treat God's will as like this all or nothing kind of situation. I either get it right or I get nothing. That's not right at all. And this is so cheesy, okay? This, what I'm about to say to you, I don't even know I'm saying it. I shouldn't say it. It's so cheesy. But maybe it's so cheesy you'll remember it, okay? I'm calling it. It's cheesy. You can't make fun of me later. And I don't even care what you say because I love my, my, my life, okay? Um, that God's will and the pursuit of it, it's not about all or nothing decisions. It's about choosing to make all for him decisions. It's about in what, cheesy, right? In when, all for him, Jesus. Okay, like, in whatever you do, here are your marching orders. What is, I, I don't know what it, what it is. In whatever you do, who are you, I don't know. What, but in whatever, word or deed, do it in a way that glorifies the name of Jesus. Do it in a way that is worthy of a follower of Jesus. So here's kind of the big idea for tonight, and then we're gonna spend the next few minutes unpacking this. And I, I hope this frees some of you up tonight from the paralysis of the good intentions of trying to follow God's will for your life. I want you to do that. I hope this helps you do that, okay? If you're taking notes, write this down. God's will for your life is whatever whomever and wherever. Some of you are like, I'm uncomfortable with that answer. No, I don't like it, I don't like you, and I'm leaving later, all right? You know, like, God's will for your, and I'm gonna unpack this, because here's what I don't mean. I don't mean like whatever flippantly and whomever flippantly and none of that matters. No, 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 I'm gonna explain this, okay? God's will for your life is whatever, whomever, and wherever. That our marching orders, if we want to be in the will of God, is to bring glory to God in whatever job I do. The big three, that's what we're going to talk about. What job you might have one day, who you might marry, and where you might end up. The big three things that we kind of tend to wrestle with. That to be in the middle of God's will for your life, here's the goal. To bring glory to God, to, to honor the name of Jesus in whatever job I have, whoever it is that I am with and wherever I am. So, let's jump into this. Um, whatever, whomever, and wherever, okay? We're gonna start with whatever. God's will is whatever. And I don't mean like not important, okay? Don't do that, don't do that, okay? I didn't say that. Don't go to call your mom, pastor sad, da 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 okay? That's not whatever, okay? That's the wrong whatever. That's a different whatever, okay? God's will is whatever. So as it relates to your job, you're in this season, what should my major be? Um, what, what, you know, some of you are like trying to set up interviews. I don't know what, what, what I should be doing. It feels so, so much pressure. My parents have a desire for me. Is that God's will for my life? My dad sure thinks so, right? And, and it's like, you know, and, and so you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, so here's what I wanna do. Um, I believe that God will use you in whatever you do. So instead of agonizing over God, can you, can you just light up a path of fire? Like send a dove to show me what building to work in in Atlanta. You know, like you're interpreting all these signs and it's like, God's like, I didn't do that. That's just traffic. You know, it's like, 
So uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you four questions. You know, we talked last week. Um, we, we talked about three questions about wisdom and, and happiness and holiness. And one of the questions, one of the kind of things that we wrestled with was like, hey, we often ask God for direction, which isn't a bad thing, but he's given us the ability to discern, okay? And so what I wanna do is as it relates to what your job might be one day or, or, or what you, know, you should be leaning into or your major, I wanna give you four questions, four questions to wrestle with that I believe will help you, certainly be a piece of helping you discern um, where God wants to take you and whatever job is, okay? So here's the first question. I want you to write these questions down. As it relates to what your job might be one day or what major you should choose or whatever, what makes you come alive? I want you to ask the question, what makes me come alive? Like, what gets me excited? What are the things that I'm passionate about? Like, how has God created me? What did God create me to get excited about? That's not an accident. What makes me come alive? Like, for some of you, like, I'm not joking. Like, for some of you, like, man, I love pets. I love pets. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, I, I love to, like, I, I think I should take care of pets. I'm like, cool, you know what? You should go be the best veterinarian ever. Like, go be the best veterinarian and be a vet that makes much of the name of Jesus, that every pet owner that comes in gets loved by Jesus because of how well you are a vet. For some of you, man, what makes me come alive is like, man, honestly, like, stock market. I'm not good at it, but, like, I love it. Finance. Finance makes me come alive. That idea makes me come alive. So you know what? Um, you know what you need to go do? You need to go be the greatest investment banker this world has ever seen. You need to go, not the richest, you need, by great, I mean you need to go be light in the darkness. Like, go do that. Go be an investment banker. Like, you go, go, like, go into whatever industry and in whatever you do, I'm going to do it in a way that shines the light of Jesus. Like, like maybe another way to ask this question is like, what, what like, is there, is there something that you just kind of feel like there's just, I couldn't do anything else other than that. Like for me, I love finance. I actually studied finance at UGA and I thought I was gonna go into finance, business, investment banking and be super, super rich. Instead, I became a pastor. And, um, but, but, and I'm gonna talk about this in just a little bit, but it just got to a point where it was like different experiences and conversations, like there is nothing else that I ever wanna do with my life and the rest we'll figure out as it comes. So what makes you come alive? Like what is God placed in here unique to you? Pay attention to that. <clears throat> Ask number, question number two, um, what am I good at? Like, like what have you always excelled in? What comes naturally to you? Like what, what have you just, you know, it's just like your friends, like, I mean, they're just always, they're always good. Like what are your talents and your giftings? Like God has gifted you and he's, talent, he's, he's given you talents and gifts and he's wired your brain a certain way to be able to do certain things that other people can't do. Like, like literally, how are you gifted? What has God uniquely wired you to do? Like for some of you, you've always been like really good at teaching people things. Like you just, like you're the one that's always explaining the math problems to your, your roommate or, you know, or just like, you're just, you're just always, you're, you're able to explain things to people in a simple way and you've wondered about being a teacher. Say, like, you know what, man, maybe you're, maybe you're wired to be a teacher. Go be the greatest fifth grade teacher that this county has ever seen, right? Go be a teacher and shine the light of Jesus, for some of you, I mean, you've just been really good at cooking. Like, everybody comes over to your apartment, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, man, I made spaghetti, uh, you know, like, and it's like this meat sauce, oh my gosh, it's amazing, you know, or you bake, whatever. Hey, maybe, maybe you should go to culinary school, okay? Don't take anything I say, like, some of you are like, oh my God, I love Hot Pockets. Maybe I should go be a cook. <laughs> I'm just opening up your mind, okay? 
But for some reason, man, I, I love to cook. I love to cook and I'm good at cooking. And maybe there's a way that God could use that in some kind of career. Like the first time ministry ever entered into the conversation for me was I spoke at FCA. I had somebody say, hey, you're really good at public speaking. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll go be a lawyer, okay? Like what are, <clears throat> like, what are you good at? And then kind of connected to that is this. This is really important as you're trying to discern, you know, maybe where God might want to take you. Um, what do others affirm in me? Like people that I trust, people that know me, like people that have done life with me. Like what do people um, that you trust see in you? Like um, what do your friends, and I'm not talking about mom and dad. Mom and dad see everything in you, okay? Like, oh my God, baby's the best. Uh, gonna be a doctor. No, honey, they're not gonna be a doctor. Okay, um, <laughs> that was my story. I'll tell you that in a second. Um, but like friends and, and mentors, like what, and by the way, Parents are so discerning. Any parents in the room, sorry, I'm not hating at all. That's not, that's not what I'm doing. You should listen to your parents. Um, but friends and mentors, like what do people that you trust? What am I saying? Like for me, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm gonna kinda, I wanna try to share as much from my story tonight as I can. Um, like ministry was not a part of the plan. Like when I went to the University of Georgia, I was not thinking I was gonna go into ministry. Um, I'd been a part of church and stuff, but I was like, man, I'm not going to be a pastor. Like, that's not, that's not kind of my, my deal. Um, and the first ever, after my freshman year of college, the first time anyone ever kind of really mentioned this idea, it was uh, my youth pastor. He was my youth pastor from high school. His name is Brent, and he literally, I'll never forget this. This is crazy. We're on a mission trip in England, okay? How poetic. Poetic, I don't know why it's just England. It feels kind of cool. And we're literally walking on these like cobble streets, you know, it's like so pretty, like, you know, the queen is there and, um, and uh, I'm setting the scene. And I'll never forget this though. He looked at me, he goes, hey man, have you ever considered going into ministry? I was like, no. He goes, I think you should think about it because I think you'd be awesome. And that was it. But that was enough of a bug to kind of get me thinking. And then I got really involved at a church in college and suddenly I started kind of you know, I started getting involved in middle school ministry, high school ministry. I started speaking. I'm thinking, oh, man. And then, um, and I was, again, I was a finance major, so I'm taking marketing classes, business classes. And I was in a, a marketing class, and we had to do this project. And it was the, the weirdest project. Um, I had, me and our, it was a group project. And what we had to do is we were, a nat, we, were um, we had to sell. We worked for Victoria's Secret. And I know, weird. And no, not like for real. Like, this is a project, y'all. Chill, okay? And... <laughs> And the, the project was we had to sell a NASCAR team to be sponsored by us. That was the project. And so, I mean, we like went all in. Like, I mean, it was like, we, you know, we had, and so we had to do this presentation. So the group was like, hey, Sam, you should do it. I'm like, man, I'm gonna do this. So I got, I mean, I'm selling this thing. I mean, it's like, look, the car, all these cars are all these dumb colors, but a pink car stands out. I mean, I was selling this thing hard. I get done. And, you know, our presentation was awesome. And I'll never forget the marketing professor after he goes, hey, Sam, in front of the whole class. He's like, it's pretty, he's like, that was really good. He's like, um, you're good at doing that. You're good at selling people on stuff. He's like, you're going into marketing, right? And at this point, it was my third year in school. I knew I was going into ministry and I was like, I was like embarrassed. I'm like, there's 200 people. I'm not telling you I'm going into ministry. So I was just like, yeah, no, I'm going into, no, not marketing, I'm going into ministry. And I'll never forget this. He goes, oh, you're going into marketing. You're just selling a higher product. I was like, my man, my man. <laughs> My man, that's right, baby. Um, I, that was awesome. But again, again, I don't even remember his name. I don't even remember his name. I had white hair, glasses, and that he was wearing a red tie. I don't even remember his name, and he taught marketing. But he affirmed something in me. Like, what, what are people affirming? What gifts 
are people affirming. And you pay attention to that. Pay attention to that. Again, let me be very clear. I'm not saying you need to make all these big decisions based on one question. What I am saying is pay attention. Pay attention to some of these answers. And then the fourth one, the fourth one. What am I willing to sacrifice for? What am I willing to sacrifice for? I, I, I love this question because whatever you end up pursuing, right? Like it's gonna, you're gonna sacrifice money, time, classes, certifications, you're gonna study, there's you know, trainings, there's degrees. I mean, I mentioned you guys, I went to UGA, I wasn't going to ministry. You know what I was for one semester? Pre-med. Emphasis on one semester, y'all. Like, I took chemistry and it was like, this is stupid. I don't, I don't, I can't do this. And my dad has a PhD in organic chemistry, okay? And my, yes, I was like, I can't even spell that. You know what I mean? And my brother, my brother um, just finished up his cardiology fellowship at one of the leading cardiology hospitals in the country up in Ohio. So that gene was like leapfrog, you know, like, it was like, no, 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 no. But I mean, I just felt like that's what I needed to make my dad proud and this and that. So I was pre-med. And then I was just like, this is miserable. I am not gonna sacrifice for this. Like I, this is, I am not gonna study for this. Like this is not, but so my brother though, med school, sacrificed like crazy, but it's what, he, it's what he knew that he wanted to do. When I got into graduate school and I'm studying theology and I'm reading more theology and studying more of the Bible than anybody would ever wanna know, most people would not wanna do it. I ate it all up because I was willing to sacrifice for that because I was confident um, that that's where I wanted to go. So I, what are you willing to sacrifice Four. Again, again, wrestle with that. Um, because here's, here, here's the, 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 as you think about job and future and this, that, and the other, um, it's not just like this one thing. And for some of you, you're like fully no, whatever. But it's, a, it's processing different things that are true about you. It's like we, we wrestle with so many big picture things, but process through these questions. I just wonder where they might lead. And here's the point. Here's the point. I believe um, that God has wired you, and I ultimately believe that God's gonna lead you wherever he wants to lead you. But here, here's kind of the, the big point. In whatever you end up doing, in whatever you end up doing, you can be in God's will for your life if you are doing it in a way that honors Jesus. Because here's what's also true, is for some of you who think about jobs, like, man, none of y'all's gonna get a dream job. I mean, some of you, but... Like you're gonna change jobs and you're gonna move and you're gonna have different seasons and you're gonna work from one company to the other. And so agonizing over like, God, what's the one thing? It's like, man, you might be dreaming about a dream job, but you're probably not gonna get that, right? So no offense. I mean, like no one does. It's just not, some of y'all will, but like whatever, we hate you. And so, but really, so in whatever you do. Don't jinx me. Don't jinx you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Get it, girl. Um, listen, but in, what, in whatever you do, in whatever you do, in whatever you do, wherever you are, in whatever you do, do it in a way that honors Jesus, okay? Next one. This is fun. Whomever. Here we go. Everybody get excited. This is what you came for tonight. Whomever. Who am I supposed to marry, end up with? I'm, you know, and some of you are like, I don't know yet, but I know I'm gonna agonize. This, so this conversation right here, for some of you, you're gonna tuck away for a little while, okay? I didn't start dating my wife till I was in graduate school. Um, I was single for most of college. I don't wanna talk about it. And, um, um, but you know, I want you to tuck this away, okay? So I, I, wanna, I wanna do something that you all need to, I, I need to, to just be real with y'all for a second, okay? First part of this conversation. 
There is no such thing as the one, okay? It's no such thing. There's, it doesn't make any sense. It, like, like log, there, there is not, and let me finish, because y'all are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe he's a pastor. What did he just say? What, 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 what? Just hear me out. There is no such thing as just one person in this entire world that you can marry. Like, think, just logically think about this for a second. One person getting this wrong messes it up for the whole universe. Like, think, Jenny marries Jake, but Jake was not supposed to marry Jenny. Jake was supposed to marry Brittany. And so now Brittany got stuck marrying Charles, and they had no idea. And then Charles, because he was not supposed to marry Brittany, he was supposed to marry Jennifer, but Jennifer's over here married to Jake. Like, all it takes, like, it doesn't make any sense. All, and then, and then, I'm not saying that this is the best way to get married. Okay, let me be very clear. But, like, take The Bachelor for a minute, okay? Just, just hear me. Hey, hear me out. I'm not saying you should do this. I won't judge you if you did. But I'm just saying, most of the time it doesn't work out. However, there are multiple relationships from that show that have worked out amazingly so. Are you telling me the one person that they were supposed to marry ended up on a TV show? Absolutely not, okay? Here, here's, I love what my wife says, okay? There is not just one person in the entire world that you could marry. I married my wife, Julie. There's a lot of other people that she could have married. My list is way shorter. But she could, she could have married a lot of other guys. 100% she could have. I'm so glad she didn't. But I love what my wife says. Whenever you say I do, that's when it becomes your one. To live with this pressure of, oh my gosh, are they, how do I know? God, where's that dog? Just poop on them. Like, how do I know? How do I know? And, and the reason why, the reason why this is so important, because you got to, you, it's when you get in a relationship one day, it's when you get married. Love is a choice. Love is a choice. And when you start dabbling with, there's only one person that you could end up with. Do you know what that starts to do to your relationship? Like, whenever you have a massive fight, you know what you start to think? Maybe they're not the one. Yeah. Instead of fighting for the relationship, because relationships are hard. Like, like, whenever things get difficult, oh, well, maybe they're not the one because it wouldn't be this hard. Actually, that's not true. Marriage and relationships are hard. Love is a choice. And you can have a one when you say, I do. And do I believe that God can you know, bring people together? Yeah, I'm not saying like there isn't one person, that, but again, to live with the pressure of I've got to figure out if they're the one. You're gonna drive yourself crazy. This is what I did, again, with Julie. Um, I was so nervous to ask her out. And the reason I was so nervous to ask her out, this is so silly, I was afraid that it was gonna work. How dumb is that? How dumb is that? I'm not kidding. I was afraid that it was gonna work out, we were gonna get married, and I'm like, but what if it's not the, how, think about how logical that, the logic of that. It's like, if it works out, why would that be bad? But it's like, what if she's not the one? How do I, I mean, like, I was driving myself crazy. Y'all took me over six months to ask her out. She almost, she was like, I almost said no when you finally did. I mean, like, it was, and I'll never forget, I was on the phone with my best friends. I was in Dallas at the time. I was in the fourth room, the, we lived in this apartment. I was, I'll never forget, I was on the fourth floor game room. I was kind of playing foosball by myself, talking to him on the phone. And it's so weird, the details you remember in your life, okay? Um, and I'm like agonizing over this. I'm like, I don't know if I should ask her out. Y'all, I was, I'm embarrassed. I, and I'm not saying this is bad. But like, I remember like putting headphones on and going on long walks and like really praying and wrestling with God. And it's like, I haven't even been on a date with her yet. Okay, so I'm gonna come back to that in just a second. 
So I'm talking to Ben, and, and, and he, Ben goes, hey, he was so tired of this. He was like, oh my gosh, dude, I'm so tired of you. Like, he was like, I'm over this. I'm like, okay, well, thanks, friend. And he just goes, I'll never forget this. He goes, I'm just gonna ask you three questions. I was like, all right. He goes, does Julie love Jesus? I was like, yeah. He's like, are you attracted to her? I was like, check. <laughs> and, and he said, do you like spending time with her? I was like, yeah. And he said the most prophetic wise words I've ever heard a human say. Quote, then shut up and ask her out. 100%, 100%. I'm not kidding. Here was his point. Dude, you don't, you don't know anything yet. Like, like all the, like, ask her out. Stop agonizing her. Like, shut up and ask her out. And I was just like, okay, don't be mean about it. You know, like, but he was 100% Right, okay, when you're dating, and this isn't a dating but it's all part, when you're dating, you're not trying to find like the one, like that's not, that's like, they're, they're, you're, gonna, you're gonna drive yourself crazy because it's always greener, there's always other people, and again, you bump in a road and you're starting to question, and you, am I gonna fight for this, whatever. When you're dating, you know what you should be looking for? You should be looking for these two things, character and chemistry, okay? And I'm simplifying, okay, this isn't a dating series. We'll jump into that another time, okay? Probably later, next semester. I don't, what semester are we in? This, this is semester. Next year, dating. Okay, just listen, what are you looking for? You're looking for character and chemistry. And you can't figure that out unless you go on some dates. I know that sounds silly, but it's like, how many of you guys have like, I don't know, man, if I should, I don't know. Like, well, you don't, you don't yeah, actually, you literally, you don't know. You don't know anything. You know, character, like values, integrity. Like if you're a follower of Jesus, do they follow Jesus, right? Like where's their faith at? Um, do they, are they gonna honor you? Are they gonna respect you? Um, how do they treat other people in their lives? Like um, are you, are you, do you want the same things in life? Like, like character, it's the most important thing. But I highlighted the and here because chemistry is also really important, it's like 1A and 1B. Like, you should be attracted to them. You should be attracted to them. Like, if you're not attracted to them physically, you probably shouldn't be dating. And I, I'm, just, I'm just being real, like, like, I'm not saying attraction can't grow, and that's what I'm saying. But there has to be some chemistry. Like, do you enjoy time with them? Is it, is it, are they easy to talk to? Do you, are you comfortable with them? Like, do you feel safe with them? Like, character and chemistry, like, it's a real thing. And I gotta be so careful with the stuff that I say to y'all tonight. Um, but like, I remember, I'm gonna tell y'all about two conversations, okay? And then I'm gonna move on. Um, I'll never forget, I was in seminary and I was, I was talking to a guy and he was trying to, over, just straight up, he was trying to over-spiritualize um, uh, uh, asking this girl out. And he went this whole thing of like, man, I'm just asking the Lord to like take the attraction thing away. Like I don't, I don't, I don't wanna ask her out just because I'm attracted to her. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what that means, dude. Are you attracted to her? Like, like I'm not, and I'm serious. And I was just like, why are you afraid to be attracted? Well, I don't want it to be out of, I'm like, it's probably not just of attraction. Don't be afraid of being attracted to her. You, like that should, if not, it's probably not, it's not like, maybe Thomas, I guess that for a second. I don't know. I mean, like, this is crazy. Like, like, like me and my wife, we work out together. Like I'm so attracted to her. I work out, like I'm still trying to impress her. I'm like, like, I'm like, babe, look at these 35 pound dumbbells, you know? Like, 
I'm still trying to show off to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, so character and chemistry. And then one, one and, and the, you're dating to try to, you're dating to try to find this. And there is gonna be a person that will fit this, okay? Like, but you're not trying to find the one. Then it's like, oh my gosh, if they're not it, then, then I've lost them. There are multiple people that could fit the character and chemistry bucket. So take the pressure off. And, and you have to date to figure this out. I'm gonna tell you one more story, okay? I don't know if, I gotta tell you, I have to tell you this, okay? This is, I'm not gonna use names. It doesn't matter, you don't know them. But I am, it's about my sister. And, um, well, no, she, <laughs> No, 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 no. She's, she's the innocent party in this illustration. I won't tell you about the guy that, that I'm gonna tell you about. I'll never forget. Again, I was in Dallas, and, um, and my, my sister calls me, and there's this guy that she's been talking to, and like he's at, you know, he, he leads worship at church, and they've been talking, and it's like, you know, I, and she, but he won't ask her out, and they've been texting, and so she calls me. She's kind of like, you know, just asking for advice. And I'm kind of annoyed. I'm like, okay, who is this choker? Like, what you, what's taking you so long? And I, y'all, I, I hope you hear my heart. I'll never forget what my sister told me. We start processing all this, and, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just kind of over this, Sahar. I was just like, that's my sister's name. I was like, um, I was like, just move on. Like, I don't understand what's taking him so long. And she said, they've never been on a date. And she said. He just, he told me that he's just seeking the Lord to see if I could be his wife. And I was like, holy red flag. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I said, hang on, hang on, rewind. He's praying to God, if you're his wife and y'all have never been on a date. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, she's, and the part of her was like, isn't that awesome? I was like, how, no, it's not awesome. Like run as fast as you can. Like, this is so not healthy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Christians, this is when you get weird, when we get weird. Like, what? No, it's not. And I'm not saying anything. But again, it's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. Do I believe you should pray about it when you get into a relationship? Yes. You start dating someone and you're praying about it and seeking the Lord and, and asking people that you trust. Absolutely. But before, God was like, dude, seriously? <laughs> Ask her out on a date, bruh, then maybe I'll talk to you about it. You know, it's like, again, again, you're not, like the, again, and, and here's my point, like you can over-spiritualize and over-complicate and the Lord is like, hey man, I've created relationships and dating and discernment and learn about the character and learn about the chemistry and see where it goes and then seek me along the way and ask people that know the both of you and spend time with other couples and other people that you trust and listen to wise counsel. It's such a different way to go about it. But remember the whole time, it's not just one person. It, it will be, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll become your one, but don't live in the pressure of is this the one? Is this the person that I could be with? That is such a different and healthier filter. I'm just telling you, like God, like God's gonna honor that. And for some of you, like some of you, like I don't know that I want to be married. But for those of you that do, like this is the way to do it. And for the guys in the room, like man, like I wish Christians would just go on more dates. I mean, I'm serious. Like, and I don't mean like don't turn into a serial dater, okay? But, but really, like, 
and again, I'm not trying to, I'm poking fun at Christians just because I, I, I'd been one for a while and like I had a lot of friends in college that were Christians and I mean, I'd like, you'd go on a date and the girl's like planning the wedding. I'm like, okay, it's just one date. He's probably not even that awesome. And, and you feel this pressure, and I'm serious. Okay, I'll stop joking for five seconds. Christians put this pressure on I've got to figure out within like three dates if we're getting married. I'm like, well, I don't, you might, you may be, but like, it's okay to date. It's okay to figure out if that's a person. Like, don't be afraid to go on dates. So guys, like, don't be afraid to ask a girl out. Like, you're not, you're not like, like, it's okay if there's someone, like, man, there could be something here. You're, that's what dating's for, dating. And then if you get to a point, this is turning into a dating talk, but this is good, y'all need this. We all need this. If you get to a point where the character and chemistry's not there, that's when you stop dating. Like, the characters that you, you learn, and then it's like, hey, you know what? What's honoring to you, like this, this isn't working out and here's why, I'm be very clear, I'm not gonna ghost you, here's why, okay? And so I'm just saying, like, and it can go both ways, but this is why you date and you're not dating for just one. Because remember, 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 love is a choice. And you could ask my wife, there are days when she's like, God bless Samer, yeah, I can't believe you're the one that I got. Because it's like, it's, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, but you choose love and you sacrifice for love um, and it's a totally, totally different way to approach it, okay? So God's will is it relates to who you might marry one day, whomever, not in a flippant way, not in a flippant way, um, but whomever in that there isn't just one, okay? You tracking with me, you guys okay, you guys good, yes? All right, no one's like hyperventilating, having a heart attack. I'm like, I don't wanna get any emails from your parents. Uninterested, okay? Um, just kidding. And then the last one, last one, then we'll wrap up. Wherever. And this one in some ways is connected to these two. Like, you know, like, but it's like, hey, where am I gonna be after school? Or where, you know, um, like maybe like, where am I gonna live? Where am I gonna buy a house? Where am I gonna move in? Like, this job is gonna force me to relocate here. Like, and, 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 and sometimes, sometimes God opens doors and, it's pretty clear where you end up. And oh, you know, this opportunity opened up and I should go move here. But sometimes like you're trying to make choices and it's not clear. I mean, I'll just give you a few in my life, okay? Like uh, when I went to college, I was debating between University of Georgia and KSU. And obviously I went to Georgia, but I was back and forth. And I, there was a big part that wanted to go to Kennesaw because all of my friends were going to Kennesaw. And I was like, I don't, I'm a homebody. I don't, you know, I don't know that a, a girl that I thought I wanted to marry yeah, she wasn't my one, um, was still here. And so I'm like, I wanna stay around here. But then I just, I don't know, I had this gut feeling and started processing with people. And I remember sitting down with my parents and I just, I, I, God never told me to go to Georgia. But I just got to a point where I just felt like that was the right thing to do and I trusted that God was gonna be with me. And I went to Georgia. And I'm just telling you, um, it was exactly where God wanted me to be. And then at Georgia, and I'll, I'll kind of bring this full circle in a minute. And then at Georgia, I'm graduating UGA. I know that I'm going into ministry. And then I had another decision. I had a job offer from a church in Colorado to go to be a youth pastor there. That seemed really cool. Or go to graduate school in Dallas, Texas. And I'm like, uh, well, this is tricky. Go make money or go get in debt. You know, like what? I don't, you know? And I, I, I don't remember a moment where God literally told me but I do remember multiple conversations where I sought out wise counsel. I remember a conversation with a guy named Charles at Athens Church, the church I was a part of in Georgia, and he just said, hey, because I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but he said, you're gonna have your whole life to do ministry. Do what you think is gonna prepare you for the long run. I'm having a conversation with my dad. Hey, 
listen, I'm, I'm with you whatever you do, but I just think education, you're in the rhythm. And I just had enough conversations where I just felt, you know what, I'm, I don't know that I'll be like, God's telling me yet, but I feel like Dallas is the way to go. And oh my gosh, was it the way to go? It's when I started dating Julie. My goodness, who knows what one I would have found in Colorado, okay? Like, and then in Dallas, I'm wrapping up Dallas. Me and Julie are engaged. We're moving back to Georgia. Both of our families are here, so we know we wanted to be in the area, but then it was job searching time. Interviewed at multiple churches. This was one of them. I interviewed at a church in Buckhead. I interviewed at a church in I mean, multiple churches here in Kennesaw. And I'm not kidding. I never felt God tell me, hey, dude, go to Woodstock City and start leading the living room. But I had enough conversations and through interviews and Julie had a gut instinct and, and it was like, I literally asked the question, what gets me excited? And I thought, starting a college ministry sounds really exciting. And I had enough, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't wanna get emotional thinking about it, but like, <laughs> I can't imagine if I, if I didn't do it, but God wasn't like, go start that. It was just processing, excitement, voices. It was like, all right, God, I think you're in this, man. I'll, I'm in, let's go. And I'm just telling you, as I look back now, here's what I can guarantee you. As I look back now, I see God leading me the whole time. I didn't know it exactly in the moment. You're doing the best you can. But as I look back, I see him providentially leading me. Every, and I can confidently tell you, I would not be here today in a job I couldn't have dreamed having, at a church that I love, in a place that I love being. And it all started with trying to figure out Georgia or Kennesaw, then Dallas or Colorado, and then what church? And it was like, starting a college ministry sounds cool. And y'all, I love TLR, and I love y'all, and I love getting to root you guys on. And when I got to lead the living room, it was the most fun um, season in ministry I've ever had. I don't know that I'll ever have that much fun in ministry again. Like, that's how cool it was, and how incredible it was. And I still love my job. But here's, here's kind of the point. I also think I could have done KSU. I could have done Colorado and I could have done a different church. Then God would have been with me the whole time. I'm really grateful for where I ended up and I look back and I see God's faithfulness. But more than where, it's who you are where you are. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Where you are isn't as important as who you are where you are. Like, was it Colorado? Okay, am I gonna continue to faithfully in whatever I do make much of Jesus? I believe God's gonna honor that. If it was Kennesaw State, like in whatever I do, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever I do there in a way that honors you. God's gonna honor that. Hey, in what, whatever job you end up choosing, I'm gonna do it in a way that makes much of Jesus. God's gonna honor that. And again, there are moments of clarity. There's moments where it's obvious. There's, I mean, God will show himself and it's like, oh my gosh, it might have well have been a path of fire. It is so clearly obvious. But most of the time, that's not how it works. That's not how faith works. There's an element of uncertainty that is required for faith to exist.
So, God's will for your life really is whatever, whomever, or wherever. And I don't mean flippantly, but as you follow, I'm just telling you, you better look back and see his faithfulness. So, whatever, process those questions. Whomever, it's not just about one. And then ultimately, wherever you are in whatever you do, do it in a way that makes much of the name of Jesus. Walk confidently. Decide confidently. Seek out wisdom. Seek the Lord. But then above all else, seek to live in a way that makes much of Jesus. And I'm just telling you, God's gonna prove to be faithful. And you don't have to worry about his will. You can be confident that one day you'll look back and see that he's led you every step of the way. Let me pray for y'all. Heavenly Father, thank you for these students and thank you for these conversations. And thank you that you love us. Thank you that you see us. Thank you that you're with us. And I just pray, Lord, um, that you would free hearts up tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would give students a brand new vision for how you interact and intercede in life. And I pray that you would um, grow our faith in you and who you are and how big you are and your ability to lead us. You're bigger than we could imagine. Your will for our lives way stronger than we could imagine. So we just commit. And whatever we do, with whomever we're with and wherever we are to do it in a way that makes much of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.